0: Recorded live. What
1: is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It's Wednesday, December the 23rd, 8 o'clock. Time for Field Street Forum Radio. I am your host, as always, The Real Dre. Sitting here tonight waiting on the guest host. There's all kinds of Christmas parties going on. Everybody's got festivities happening. So, but we'll get a, get a good show in tonight. Hopefully tonight we'll be joined by five-star recruit Derek Brown. Talked to him earlier this week. Said he was going to be able to join us. Definitely looking forward to that. But until he calls in, we will talk Georgia football, Georgia recruiting, coaching news, talk some bowl games, talk whatever you guys want to talk about. If you want to call in and join us, phone number is one then enter the show ID 127467, hashtag or pound, depending on your generation.
2: <clears throat>
1: well, interesting news day today for Georgia fans. We had another coach decide to take his wares elsewhere. I think his coaching ability elsewhere as Brian McClendon has decided to head to Columbia, South Carolina, to join Will Muschamp's coaching staff. Can't really blame him too much, honestly. He gets a co-offensive coordinator title. Uh, Going to be, a, I don't know what position, probably, I would assume receivers or running backs over there as well. I'm not sure which.
0: But, you know,
1: good for him. I don't Believe he was going to get any sort of co-offensive coordinator title at, at in at Georgia.
2: <clears throat> I think Georgia
1: could have probably matched any sort of monetary or contractual, you know, parts of the of the contract. Certainly, yeah. um, kind of along the same lines as, as Thomas Brown, who somehow changed his mind. I guess, I guess once he was offered six hundred thousand from all the news reports, 600000 and again, co-offensive coordinator, title, to join Coach Rick at Miami. It's, you know, it's prestigious. This is a business that, you know, when you get those titles, it allows you to, you know, kind of, if anything, if if you're going to move on to another job, you're not going to trade down, in other words, so once you get that it's it's hard for, for people to be able to take that title away from you a lot of times. Um, <clears throat> so Thomas Brown moved on to Georgia. Also uh, kind of surprising was uh, kind of an advisory role at, at Georgia or a recruiting role at Georgia. Uh, Hartley was, was, has moved on as well to uh, join Coach Rick as a special teams coach which is kind of interesting, since you know Georgia fans really, really called for that for a long time while they were at uh, well, Coach Rick was at Georgia. But it kind of goes to show how much Coach Rick was maybe hindered from from calling the the shots. I mean, he really couldn't hire a special teams coach. Didn't want to work it out anyway.
2: Um, I'd uh,
1: you know I. I I know people, you know, I don't have any, certainly don't have any inside knowledge as to what was going on under Coach Rick's watch in, in Athens, but I think you can pretty much read between the lines from these coaching hires and and a special a special teams coach, and also especially the uh, the uh, emphasis at his press conference to not to say that he wanted to get back into play calling. I think he's going to call his own plays. In at Miami, he will have an offensive coordinator, obviously, but I think the actual play calling will go back to Coach Rick. So, but yeah, I don't want to rehash all that again. Um, I really think it's time for the Georgia fan base to move on. You know, you can cheer for them as a secondary team if you want. Yeah, you can cheer for them as your main team if you want. If that's your, if you so choose. But for myself and most of the Dog Nation, I think it's time to move on. Get behind. Everybody's behind Coach Smart, but you gotta put you know, any ill feelings behind you and, and just kind of be there for this program, for these players, for this team, for these coaches. You know, nobody likes what's going on inside the administration side of it. Hopefully that'll be rectified very soon. With a new hopefully a new athletic director. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about some changes coming in that position. So the sooner the better, in my opinion, but but there's been kind of talk about sometime in June or July, somewhere around in there, that we should all really kind of keep our eyes peeled for and pay attention to what's going on in Athens around that time of the year. So, but sucks losing McClendon, sucks losing Thomas Brown, but there's plenty of other coaches who are fantastic coaches. Who are fantastic recruiters as well. That that was my biggest disappointment. I, I was looking forward to the possibility of of McClendon and Coach Smart finally teaming together on the same side, being two of the greatest recruiters in in the country, certainly in the southeast, no doubt. Pulling for the same for the same side. I, I was really hoping that would be the case, but. It's not so. I'm not going to fret over it. Like I said, there's tons of of recruiting, or coaches with with recruiting prowess. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. So you have to trust in Coach Smart that he'll bring in the guys that that can get the job done. He, he's seen how it's done. He's been a part of that whole process at Alabama, and I think he's been a vital part of that process and and, and seeing how things get done. So. Um. It's. I'm looking forward to to some coaching hires. Obviously, just like anybody else, I'd love to see, you know, some some coaches come in that will really fire up the fan base, get everybody jacked up and ready to go. And, and we'll find out as soon as, probably as soon as the main bowl season is done, maybe the playoffs are done. I'd love to see you know Kirby in Athens full time, but you know, it could be good advertisement for the for the program, for Georgia's program as well, with the longer Alabama stays in it and, and, and plays well, especially defensively. If they were to lose, I hope it's like two to nothing or three to two or something like that, so it's nothing you can really blame on on the defense. <clears throat> so we'll have to see. Um, again, like I said, there's a lot of possibilities, a, a lot of names swirling out there every time you kind of, Scroll through Twitter or look around on the internet for different different blogs or different news sites. Always different names circling about. You can kind of try to connect the dots on coaches from you know that have associations or ties with with Kirby at at Alabama or ties with the Alabama program. You can look to people maybe who have worked with with Cheney and, and Pittman. Uh, while they were together either at Arkansas or at Tennessee or anywhere like that. So, but just, again, just the dog nation's got to just enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. Like I said, on the blog, on fieldstreetforum.com in the classic city chat,
0: you know, we've
1: always, we keep having these discussions about who's coming, who's going, who's going to, who's not allowed to stay, who's not asked to stay, who's been asked to stay and still leaving. I really think it's it's I mean obviously we care about the program but I think it's so much talk about it is because we just don't know how to deal with this. I mean this is our first time going on going through this kind of kind of roster change on on in with the coaching staff. I mean coach Rick was there for 15 years so most schools, most programs have gone through this two or three times over again in in that same span of time. So, I, you know, that's why the that's why the fan base is a little anxious to you know to get some names in there. There's no but there's no reason to panic yet, folks. It really isn't. Coach Smart has been in this business long enough to know like I said, how to get things done, who to bring in to get things done. So, I, I I'm not I'm not overly concerned, and, and I, I really think the Dog Nation should just stay calm. Like I said, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the season. Enjoy being with your family for Christmas. Get ready for New Year's. Cheer on the dogs. And whoever's left coaching them at this point in Jacksonville on January 2nd, I believe the kickoff is at noon against the Penn State Nittany Lions of James Franklin. Need to go ahead and put another beat down on that program and on that coach for sure. He is certainly deserving of a beat down at the hands of Georgia. So let's let's get that taken care of. Then we can have then we if we don't have a coaching staff by then then maybe we can get concerned. <laughs> how about how about that? Uh, so really in the in the long run, Georgia's fine. It it's just most other coaches aren't involved with, with The National College Football Playoff. There's only four programs that are involved in it right now, and with Alabama being one, that kind of he's still got plenty of time to to make hires that he wants to make. Well, it's the dead period now, but he, you know, I was going to say contact recruits. He took care of all of that the week or two prior to to the dead period. So just stay calm, stay patient, and, and we'll have things done for you guys just trust in that Kirby will get things done. And, again, I know we are concerned about McGarity and, and the athletic department getting in the way, sticking their nose in where it doesn't really belong with the football program. I truly believe that Kirby wasn't going to take the job without eliminating much of that distraction, much of that interference that, that has been Kind of, I truly believe limiting the Georgia program from from achieving their 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 highest levels that the highest levels possible. You know, there's a lot of meddling that went on that I really don't think Kirby wanted to be was not going to put up with, and uh, maybe Coach Rick didn't really he felt like he could still win despite that interference. So he did a great job, but. Again, let's just let's get on board and and get ready for it.
0: The new regime
1: and and the new coaching staff when it's done, and and I think everybody will be pleased,
2: pleased and happy
1: because it's the Christmas season and the New Year's and the just, I just gotta relax. <laughs> Everybody's so anxious and geeked up about it. Oh, and that's another thing. I'm sorry. Heinz Ward and Herschel Walker, I will go on record to say right now, will not be a part of the coaching staff, okay, everybody for everybody that keeps tweeting it and posting it on Facebook and posting it on message boards. I mean, I would love to have them involved with the program. I don't necessarily know that I really want them as coaches on the coaching staff, honestly. If they'd like to be in, in support roles or, or recruiting office, or you know, um, you know, faces of the program that people can see and, and, and realize that they are uh, you know, standard bearers for the program, fine. That that's a, there's no problem whatsoever. Um, but on the actual coaching staff. No, I don't think so. It's just not going to happen, y'all. I I, I really don't think it, if it is, I'm going to be, I'll be shocked. I'll be stupefied, as a matter of fact, if, if that is the actual case. So, um, so we can all just you know understand that that's not going to be the case. We will have fantastic coaches, a strong coaching staff, a strong foundation coaching staff. But it's not going to be it's not going to be Herschel or Hines. They, they haven't coached much at all, if any, in the uh, <laughs> except maybe their kids' little league little league team. They may have done some of that. Uh, that's not the kind of of coaches I believe we really need at this time. Um, so that that kind of eliminates that. I am watching uh, Georgia Southern playing Bowling Green in the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. Georgia, oh, no, excuse me, this is the GoDaddy Bowl. The Poinsettia Bowl was earlier. GoDaddy Bowl over in Mobile, Alabama. Georgia Southern just marched right down the field on Bowling Green, drove it in for a touchdown to go up six nothing with the extra point pending. And it's good. And uh, it is a nasty night, looks like, in Mobile, by the way. Driving rainstorm it could affect Bowling Green in there. Uh, I know they're a little more air raid type of offense than, than Georgia Southern is. Georgia Southern is going to try to pound it down the field on them every time. Of course, we all saw Georgia Southern and, and Georgia go down to the wire at uh Few weeks ago, it seems like it was just a couple of weeks ago. It was over what about a month ago now. Um, I'd like to see them go ahead and get the win. I'm not one of those. I'm not like Georgia's other a lot of Georgia's other fans that are kind of anti-Georgia. I I like to see them go ahead and get a few wins and do well represent the state. Can't say that about the other. Division one program in Georgia. I don't really care for them to win too many games, to be completely honest with you. But it will be nice to see Georgia Southern pull out a win over Bowling Green, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game tonight, for sure. Georgia Southern will have completely different approaches to, to the offense. Like I said, the running game versus the pass. So with uh, Christmas coming up, I was kind of trying to think about what Georgia fans would really want from Santa for Christmas. Obviously, we want coaches. I guess that's what everybody wants right now is coaches, a strong defensive coordinator, coaching hires that really make the, the fan base truly excited. I think that's going to come. I think we're going to get our Christmas present, but – I think what everybody really wants for Christmas is the Jimmys and the Joes at recruiting time. Tons of kids still out there with the 16 class to add to. We've we've just had Isaac Nauta, the top tight end in the country, make his announcement with the top three of uh, Georgia, Michigan, and honestly, I don't remember the third team, but I really feel like that kid is going to go ahead and commit to the G here soon. And he will be announcing at the U.S. Army All-American game he tweeted out earlier. I think yesterday. Probably around the fourth quarter, he said, to to keep an eye out for. Um, But he's a five-star tight end that, that we've been talking about for a while. Of course, was committed to Florida State for a little while but decommitted and then everybody kinda of thought he was gonna go ahead and commit with, with Jacob Eason and, and Ben Cleveland when they were hanging out in Athens, you know, a couple of three weeks after that. But he's held off so far, at least publicly anyway, to uh not publicly commit to where he where he's gonna to go to school, but a lot of people are really thinking that he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and Reaffirm his, his commitment to Georgia or affirm his commitment to Georgia. And, uh, hey, look, there's, there's be hard pressed to find a, a better athlete at tight end right now. Great size, great speed, great hands. He has definitely earned that, that five star rating that, that he has from every recruiting service out there. So from Santa. You, everybody wants to bring in Mr. Nicole Hardman. I will say this. He was extremely excited about the Georgia basketball game last night, which, actually, if you didn't see it, everybody should have been extremely happy about the Georgia basketball game last night. They crushed Clemson last night. That was probably the best I've seen Georgia basketball play in a while, but more on that in, in a little bit. But Nicole was extremely excited about getting to Athens, watching the dogs play hoops against Clemson. He was tweeting about it all day long. But he has another kid that really is going to look awesome in the red and black for the dogs playing in Athens for the next three to four years. I mean, the kid is just immensely talented. I, I don't know. I mean, if he hasn't gotten his fifth star, I don't... There needs to be an investigation or something because uh, the kid is just the most talented player on the field. Whenever he steps on the field, he is the most talented player out there. He makes plays all over the place on offense and defense. I don't know what his future is going to be for... If he's going to be a a defensive back, a wide receiver, you know, what's it going to be? I mean, he's... Everywhere on the field, playing for small, you know, smaller school at El- Elberton County. Um, you know, it's just a just an immensely talented kid that you put him out there with the, with the weapons that George already has with Godwin, Stanley and Chigbu, Blazevich, Jackson Harris. If you add Notta to that group, I mean, there's just so many weapons in the arsenal that Georgia could go to, plus you have a kid like a Jacob Eason pulling the trigger, running the offense. It it's things are certainly looking up for Georgia. But when you talk about gifts and requests from Santa for Christmas for Georgia's recruiting, EJ Price just talked about earlier about, uh, tweeted out talking about how he's really liking this Georgia staff, coaching staff right now. He, uh, you know, it's such a been such a strange recruitment with this kid. He's kind of, you know, he was committed. Was all about the G. Was, was you know, and really, that, that honestly hasn't really changed a whole heck of a lot, even though he was, he has quote-unquote decommitted, whether it was all his decision, whether it was you know, something happened, whatever happened, whatever it was, he never really let hid his his love for Georgia. No matter what was going on, you know, behind the scenes or, or, or what have you. But he he came out and said how much he's really digging this new coaching staff. He he's he is gonna be another kid, a four star offensive lineman, just a You know, some people are saying, you know, maybe he needs to, needs to, uh, you know, maybe had a little bit of a down year this year. I don't don't know. I don't know. Maybe took some plays off. I'm not sure. I didn't necessarily see it. I I, I see a lot of drive and desire. He may not be, I think he's maybe a little over-exuberant sometimes on, on some plays. But, you know that's not necessarily a bad thing with an offensive lineman to have that, just that nastiness streak or that, that just a mean ass streak. Basically, it's not a bad thing to have as a as an offensive lineman. Never a bad thing to have. You know he he tends to play to the whistle. Maybe some people don't like it that he he may go a tiny smidge after the whistle. I don't know. Um, but that kid, you add into these other linemen that we have in this class, and and, and then you're talking. Um, amazing depth for the offensive line is something which is something that Georgia hasn't had in years. Then not only that, Santa, if you could bring us uh Mr. Demetrius Robertson from Savannah, another wide receiver, defensive back, athlete. I went back and listened to the uh Eric Richards interview that we did on the podcast, uh I believe it was back in April, and he said even even they at the at the U.S. Army All American game were having more trouble trying to figure out where they were going to play. Nicole Hartman and Demetrius Robertson at the Army All American game that that they were going to basically have to let him let both of those kids play DB and wide receiver because they were both so freaking good on both sides of the ball. They were such great athletes. They didn't really have a choice as to you know, or, or they couldn't really make a decision or a determination which side of the ball they should play. So, screw it, they're going to play them on both sides of the ball. And that's the kind of athletes that Georgia's been lacking. They've always gotten you know great four star players. They got great five you know a couple five star players through the years, or enough five star players to win. But, but dude, these are the these are the kind of kids that are difference makers.
2: Difference makers on the team, and you add that to the
0: intent
2: of
1: boosting and beefing up the offensive line, the defensive line, That those are the difference makers that, that can put Georgia over the
2: top. So you, <laughs> excuse me, got a nice little Christmas cough there for everybody.
1: Uh, been hanging around for a day or so. But uh, you had those guys in, Demetrius Robertson, Nicole Hardman, it, it's, it's going to be a difference maker. And, and people don't – I know Georgia's always recruited well. People always say that they have. Don't get me wrong. But right now they are recruiting a different – Level of, of athlete, even what they've been above and beyond what they've been recruiting the last ten to fifteen years. But with that being said, I mentioned the offensive line was getting, was, was a was a focus of of the recruiting staff, and defensive line is a, is another focus. You add the tremendous haul that they had last year on signing day at defensive line. Add to that this year, hopefully, a Julian Rochester. He's he's coming in. He's already signed his his letter of or not his letter of intent, but his, his financial aid work paperwork. He's going to early enroll here in, in another month or so, or a couple weeks or so, I guess. But you add him to this mix. You add a Derek Brown to this mix. Hopefully, hopefully a guest here in, in the next hour or so on on Field Street Forum Radio. Um, it's it's going to be you add. Well, of course I forgot. Uh, like I said, the offensive line, linemen that are already committed. When you add an EJ Price,
3: um,
2: but I said
1: you know Chauncey Manning outside linebacker, defensive end.
2: It's I don't know. I I just oops. Hold on a second. By the way, there's a uh, props to Jason for a tremendous job
1: of, of upgrading the site with the uh, recruiting pages now. Really looks sharp. Um, but anyway, the possibility of adding a Derek Brown to this recruiting class, a, a, a Michael Carter to this, a Mikael Carter to this class. And then the linebackers, my God, Santa, if you're listening, um, Ben Davis, Mac Wilson, Brian Burns, or even a David Marshall, who's only a three-star, but from what I've seen, the kid is just a phenomenal athlete at 6'3", 250. He's already committed to Auburn right now, but apparently he's he's really been listening very intently to, to Georgia's offer to Georgia's overtures to him right now. But dude honestly if you could add <laughs> a Mac Wilson and Ben Davis to the linebacker core. The ones that already George Georgia already has on campus for God's sake already. Plus there's Jaleel Liggins who's you know, I understand he's he's having to He's having some, I won't necessarily say second thoughts about his commitment to Georgia, but he, he's definitely, you know, looking around a little bit more, i got to say. But Ben Davis and, and, and Mac Wilson, if you could reel in those two kids
2: with Chauncey Mannick, like I said, the kids that we have on campus, dude, that
1: is just, insane talent and athleticism in one recruiting class, much less... I mean, those kids could be starting for a minimum of two years. Very possibly could start all three years. Who, who knows? I mean, just depends on how quickly they can pick up the defense.
2: But talent-wise,
1: there, there'll be nobody else really above them probably on, on the roster even. And I can't forget about Tyler Clark on the defensive line, by the way. Tyler Clark is is a very, very underrated talent. He's already in in the fold, committed to Georgia. If he can... He he could be the surprise of the whole recruiting class, to be honest. The kid has talent galore and size as well.
2: So... Oh, I mentioned the uh, Eric
1: Richards interview. I went back and listened, and, and I know uh, was a dog in Texas, I believe, was was asking about this. But uh, I asked Eric about the uh, U.S. Army All American game. This is, goes for anybody um, on the podcast that night. He he let us know of a deal for Field Street Forum
2: listeners. And the deal is if you give him a follow on Twitter, Field Street Forum Radio Listeners, we'll get into
1: the game lower level tickets. We'll get into the game comped. We'll get into the game for free. Free tickets to the US Army All America game. Just follow him on Twitter, let him know that you heard about the offer on Field Street Forum Radio. And he will get in contact with you, either message him, get him to follow you, what have you. And uh, you will get free tickets to the U.S. Army All-America game. But you have to get your butt to San Antonio. He's not going to pay for your travel to San Antonio. <laughs> uh, but, dude, that is fantastic for him and, and awesome. He, he He did not have to do that whatsoever. That was completely all on him. That game is going to be Saturday, January the 9th. Like I said, in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. Starts at 1 o'clock Eastern. So if you can get there, if you're going to be in the area, if you feel like going to San Antonio, a fantastic city from for everything I've heard, you can go to the U.S. Army All-America game for free just because you are a Field Street
2: Forum listener. Membership has its privileges, my friends. So
1: awesome job. I don't know, like I said, I think it was Dog in Texas was definitely going to the game. Or definitely wanting to go to the game. Um anybody else in the area, anybody else, like I said, wanting to go to San Antonio, hit him up on Twitter. It's hold on, let me get his Twitter. It is uh, give him a follow at Eric Richards USA. That's at E R I K Richards USA. Give him a follow. Let him know you heard the offer on Field Street Forum Radio. He will hook you up free tickets. So that that should make everybody's everybody's uh, holiday season. For God's sake! I mean, what a better offer than than free? That dude is 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 awesome in and of itself. When we had him on, he was he was terrific to sit there and talk with. Dude knows pretty much every. I mean, I think he honestly practically knows every major recruit, probably most of the minor recruits as well in the country. I mean, the guy knows his stuff. He knows coaches. He knows programs. He knows players. He knows it's phenomenal, everything that that, that guy knows, man, and, and does a great job with the U.S. Army game. He's their main recruiter for the U.S. Army game. All those kids that you see out there on that field, he has recruited them himself to go out to the Army game instead of going to, say, the Under Armour game or any of the other, you know, superstar recruit games that are out there, all-star games that are out there. It's all done done and recruited by Eric Richards, and, and I, I'll say this. This is something I was thinking of even a couple of days before I really went back and listened to that podcast, but I think it would be fantastic for Georgia to jump on Eric Richards and, and – bring him into the fold, bring him in as, be it as a, in a coaching style role, he, he's been a coach before for a long time. Um, but if you could bring him in, in an analyst type role, or bring him in in a staff support role in the in the football program or in the recruiting office, that would be, that would be an absolute home run hire. Like I said, that guy knows everybody. He knows <laughs> If they're a major or or solid recruit, he knows about them. And he knows their coaches and he knows probably their their seven-on-seven coaches and their travel travel coaches. I mean, the guy is just awesome. And if they could – that would be a a tremendous hire for Georgia to bring him in in some role. Um, I would love to see it happen. Will it happen? I have no idea. He he said. I actually asked him about if colleges had come after him a few times before. And he he said they have, but he did say that he kind of he sees the kind of hours that those guys have to put in, and uh, he said he enjoys being able to be home by five thirty, six o'clock when he's not traveling, and uh, doesn't have to sit there and. and being in the constant grind of of college football recruiting. So I think it's a I think there's a chance that he could he could jump into it, but uh like I said, I I think he'd be a fantastic hire. Will he want to do that? I don't know, it's up to him. But I think Georgia would be insane to not ask at least by the way, Georgia Southern is up nine to six right now. Scored that touchdown. Then they had a safety after a block on the PAT by Bowling Green. Ran it all the way back to make it nine to six after Bowling Green had a long uh pass a kind of a broken play. So it's nine to six and there is a torrential downpour right now in, in Mobile, Alabama. People were headed for the for the stand headed for the, the cover, I guess I should say, to to get out of this storm. I mean, you can barely see the – usually you can't tell it's raining, you know, even if it's raining pretty steady on, on – even on HD. Right now it's a complete downpour. You can just see it right now. Um, looks like Kevin Ellison got hurt earlier on a on a touchdown score himself, or a uh, run to get down about to the one-yard line, but hurt himself, so they brought in that really fast, I know Georgia fans remember this, the Upshaw kid, just a the backup quarterback number 13. That kid, tall, lanky, and he is just fast, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, if they can get him to the edge, I don't see any way Bowling Green can slow it down, to be honest. So what would you request from Santa Claus as a Georgia fan right now? Give me calls one seven two four triple four seven triple four that's seven two four 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 seven four four four, then enter call code one two seven four six seven hashtag um and you may have to hit one hashtag after that. I don't ever have to for some reason Jason has issues with it. I don't know uh,
2: But yeah, if you were asking, uh, making out your Christmas list, asking Santa for your
1: for your your Georgia presents, what would you like? What would you like Santa Claus to bring you as a Georgia fan? Uh, here's one thing I would like to see, honestly, and I've said this for a while now, so you may have heard this before, but uh, I would
2: like to honestly redo the at Sanford Stadium. Um, The pregame stuff. It's time to upgrade. Don't get me wrong.
1: I I like The Who, and I like, uh, you know, Bob O'Reilly, and I like Elton John, and I like Saturday's All Right for Fighting. But these songs are from the 70s, maybe earlier. I don't know, Saturday, Saturday night all, all right for fighting. Is that the 70s? Yeah, My wife's a huge Elton John fan. She's not even sure. Um, let's get that remade by uh, Jason Aldean and, and Ludacris or, or Pastor Troy. How about that? Jason Aldean and Pastor Troy and a couple other Athens area guys get together do at least one of those, if not both of those songs, for Saturday game days. Use the proceeds to, to, I don't know, donate to charity or donate to the athletic fund for start a scholarship or something. Let's let's kind of upgrade the songs. Let's get let's get here's another one. Uh, let's get Bruce Buffer in to to have a uh, do the pregame each thing or you know that they put on the jumbotron. Something to upgrade this junk, man. Let's let's go. Um, well speaking of, of uh big time stars Jason Harry dog has made his way to the uh to the program. Welcome Jason
2: are you the-
0: <laughs>
3: Thank you. Would
1: well, that not be fantastic?
3: My boy, I know there's nobody else on here. My boy, my boy's talking about Bruce Buffer. <laughs> Dude,
1: can you imagine having a Bruce Buffer on five minutes before game time,
3: <laughs> yelling it's time, in the, red, in the red, red and black? I'm like, man, I feel bad for my boy Dre. He's all by himself, and he's 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 now talking about Bruce Buffer.
1: <laughs> dude, I'm going 45 strong and and <laughs> with a with a partial Christmas
3: cough. My boy is bringing in all the stars live for
0: Saturday <laughs> nights in Athens <laughs> for Saturday in <laughs> Athens.
3: I
1: mean, we'll have to do a live. Just throw them up on the jump. Let them pre-record it.
0: <laughs> do it
1: on the jumbotron. Have a.
0: Bobo. how about,
1: uh,
3: how about we bring the dude that played the uh, Oregon at the uh, basketball game? We bring him to the football game. <laughs> Dude, anything to upgrade it i uh,
2: hell I feel like
3: I feel like
1: there's the guy that recorded recorded it was wearing you know umbrella what are the hell of the the
0: uh, shit huh
1: no not parachute pants the one bell bottoms for god's sake <laughs> like they were wearing bell bottoms when they recorded the 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 pregame stuff already and it is God my. I don't know. That was the Christmas party, for God's sake.
3: I hope it was good.
0: <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> Come on. Now, I just walked in. I put it on the uh, Bowling Green Georgia Southern game. And uh, Georgia Southern dude went for a pass at the back of the end on the dove. And I guess it's been raining there, too.
0: And he yeah. slid
3: and, like, just went headfirst to the full wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was not pretty.
3: Uh, uh, and, man, on the way, on the highway uh, in Columbus, drove past a wreck. It just happened nobody was there yet. And, I uh-huh. mean, oh, my gosh. It was a white pickup truck. The truck was cut in half.
0: Oh, my gosh. The back
3: wheels and the frame were sitting there at the guardrail. On the other side of the guard rail, about 10 feet up, was the bed of the truck, just in, just shattered.
2: And then about
3: 20 feet up from that, on the same side of the rail as the back wheels, was the cab turned on its side. Wow. And the dude walked away. Wow. Walked Looking away. Not even a cut, they said.
1: Jeez. That's insane, man some like that God was looking out for him,
3: yeah, I mean, come on, that's crazy said the said the old man that was behind him wasn't involved in the wreck, just saw it,
4: uh-huh. and, uh,
3: and said he was worse off than the driver because it you know it just got to him so much.
1: She least uh, I can't even imagine because. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever been in like a little fender bender you, you're damn rattled for seems like two three days after that I can't imagine.
0: Oh yeah, I said my
3: boy walked away. It's easily the worst I've ever seen. Ah Lee, hey did you uh, did you hear earlier
1: with I heard back from from Eric Richards about the uh, Army All America game for
3: no Field,
1: for Field Street Forum listeners. Free lower-level tickets, baby.
3: Well, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Field he made out a minute. He may have just been nice when he said it. He made out a minute, but it, we're holding him to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he
3: may <laughs> have just been talking crap being nice, but dang, people showing up are better to hold him to it, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord.
3: Well, I was going
1: through, dude, I was going through what the Georgia fans want Santa Claus to bring them for Christmas? So, you are up, my friend. I've gone through everything pretty much. <laughs> what for Christmas? Yeah, for for for
3: the Georgia cool. program. Let's see. You want, you want a Willie Allen, or you want a? Well, I got a bunch, but a lot of them may not make people happy.
0: <laughs> uh.
3: I want, to, I want to blow a team out and score on them while we're blowing them out.
0: Yeah,
1: that would be nice.
3: I want to play, not play down to a high level of competition. Yeah. Be a good Christmas present. How,
1: how about win a big game? I forgot. I, I didn't ask about I didn't say that. I,
3: one. I, yeah, I'd like to Yeah, win a big game on TV. How about a, a winning streak, a 10 game winning
1: streak in Jacksonville? How about that? That sounds good.
3: Clemsoning Plim- Plimson- is now known as dogging it. Oh, Lord. You went there, huh? I'm just saying. I mean, you can't put it on Clemson anymore, so who else are you going to put it on?
4: Yeah. That's kind of
3: off. I don't, of mean, off. <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I mean,
0: it kind
2: of is. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: mean,
3: I don't know. Hard to argue. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I will take... Tosh LaPoia as our defensive coordinator. Yeah. I'll take Napier as a coach. Right. And then I'll take one more. You give me those two, I don't care who else we get. Santa's choice? Yeah, I mean, throw yeah throw a quarter up in there and hire somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, what our last wide, receiver, wide receivers coach makes Mac made, what, 350 right? Yeah, I think so. You take me half of it, I'll recruit. Heck yeah. Dude, I'll give you a discount. You give me half of that. <laughs> man, uh, McGarry, McGarry do you love me? I'm saving you money. <laughs> I'll be his boy.
1: Hell, they already spent most of it on the uh, searching coaching search firm, right?
3: Man, we need to open up one for real. I know, right? Oh, what do
1: you think about my uh, my uh, bringing in Eric Richards? Speaking of Eric Richards, what if we brought Georgia brought him in in,
3: in oh, I team do that. capacity okay. whatsoever? Well, that I'm sure we had him, but I mean, heck yeah! I mean, Seriously, like, we got to open up a search firm. I'm telling you, dude. Like they just got paid forty-two thousand to
2: to tell them to, know, to
3: run a couple of checks. I mean, get this.
1: That's almost as good as where I work. They paid a uh, marketing firm that when they had just gotten bought out a couple of years, three or four years ago. They were they were called. Let's see, yeah, they were at that time they bought them out, and the company that bought them was Iron Data. They're not Iron Data anymore, but they paid a marketing firm two hundred grand to come up with a new name for the new company. Yeah. They came back and told them. Said, "We thought about it, molded over, put it through our all of our you know metrics and everything, and and we just
2: Iron Data is just the perfect name." They paid them two hundred grand to tell them to keep the same (laughs) name.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm
3: officially opening up a marketing firm now. <laughs> all right, let's do both. We put it all on one roof, in one house. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't you you can't come up with a better name than that.
3: <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. So uh,
1: yeah, we were really happy to hear about that. As employees, but uh, but anyway, um. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I'm all for it. Whenever you're whenever you're ready, let let's get this get this puppy started. Cause they, I think it'd be fantastic to have a search firm and do that. Pretty much all networking, anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I understand that they did a lot beforehand, and, but I mean, they did like absolutely nothing. We already knew who we wanted. We got who we wanted. I mean, I think you actually had to officially do that stuff, so, I mean, they basically got paid to make it official as far as interviewing who you're supposed to interview, and, you know, you got to interview so many of somebody and so many of this and this and that. And, right. But, I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of,
1: you know, licensing and contractual stuff and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff goes into it, but good
3: Lord. They definitely didn't find their codes, though. No. hell no there
0: ain't no damn way I mean hey ever
3: coach uh, give him a call
1: (laughs) (laughs) half the damn board of trustees or whatever
2: has him on their speed dial probably to begin with who knows Um, I I can't believe you
3: didn't like the video I found the 12 days of Rickmas Oh my god, dude. That was great.
1: That was
3: a, <laughs> Come on. Four downs of drive? That was classic. <laughs> that was uh What was the other one? Eight touches leaving. I was like
0: I was
3: sorry. I thought it was
1: funny oh, no. in the
3: world. And the
1: drop that caused a loss to Tennessee. That was <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, boy.
1: Oh, that oh, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, and they did a good job with it. I just didn't like seeing those dudes sitting there in their socks. That was kind of weird. Come on, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you
3: didn't like that.
1: <laughs> oh, I found something funny. Uh, all right. How about Georgia recruiting? Man, there ain't nothing going on with that. I like this picture I just saw on Field Street Forum in the chat.
2: Exactly.
1: Mr. Big Willie Allen rocking a Georgia t-shirt on his own time, not not coming off a visit somewhere.
3: <clears throat> you got to love that. Him and, uh, evidently, he's a – I mean, I'm not going to say about as country as Bing Cleveland, but evidently he's country. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But kind of a uh, – do what?
1: Louisiana, right? Kind of a
3: yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. You know, he's from Louisiana, so. But they they said they said him and Lee Cleveland get along good. Both of them are just country.
0: It's kind
1: of weird, man. It's it's weird how this whole class is really. They're they're becoming so tight as a group. I mean, no matter what area of the country, I mean, freaking Jacob Eason from the state of Wisconsin coming all the way over here, and he's... You mean Washington? What I say, Wisconsin? Yeah, Washington. Been a drill talking. Um, oh, Lord. And he's, sitting, and he's sitting there, like, you know, all the country stuff and wearing boots. and I mean, it's just, it's just odd to me. I don't really think of the state of Washington as, as a lot of country, country atmosphere. You know what I'm saying?
3: You definitely don't think of Louisiana like that.
1: No, more Cajun, and
3: maybe do some what some noodling. I wonder if he goes catfish. Yeah, I mean you see the you see <laughs> the alligator catcher guys on TV, and they're playing it up, but I don't know if that's really country, but whatever.
0: Crazy as hell. Thing it was, it?
3: It's a it's a great thing to keep uh, guys like the Harmon in the fold through all the coaching changes and stuff. But yeah. Oh yeah, dude. If, could you imagine
1: going through a coaching change, like entire coaching st- change, like this? If we didn't have a tight knit group of kids already, I mean, this class could have fallen
3: apart in a hurry. Man, look when when Mark Rick was fired, or had their mutual whatever agreement, whatever the mm-hmm. crap they call it, which you know is a bunch of BS anyway. The man was fired
1: officially. It was a mutual agreement. Yeah, whatever,
3: bull crap. <laughs> but when when that happened, we said ahead of time, the first thing we said was the first two things, like two of the first things we said was it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. We've had five commitments all together in both classes, but we basically added two five stars. We kept the five-star Jacob Eason and added McCowns.
4: Right, right.
3: i trade that all day long. Not to downplay anybody that we had. I would love to have kept them, but we in the 2016 class, we lost. And rankings aren't everything. I understand that. We lost three of our lowest ranked guys. Right. What? two of our lowest ranked guys up lately. So, I mean, you know, okay. I'll, I'll I'll make that trade. Not to downplay anybody, right? Like we don't want anybody, but I'll make that trade all day long. Mm-hmm said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we said, don't be surprised if Kirby Smart blows the whole thing up.
0: Yeah.
3: It's just to be expected. And people are freaking out because they're losing Brown and B-Mac and all that. And I, McClendon and is one that I would like to keep, but if he feels like he has to blow the whole staff up on the offensive side or on the defensive side, then yeah. that's what he needs to do. I mean, I'll be I know coaching
1: wise there, there there may be better coaches and I think you know I don't know that there's a whole lot better recruiting wise, but there's some as good for sure. I was just looking for I was just looking forward to having having those two recruiting for the same team.
3: Oh yeah, it'd be great for two or but, three years. But they have stuff that they can't get straight, you know, whatever. You know, if, if VMAX is too much of a Rick guy and wants Rick's ways, he have got to go.
0: Right. And I'm not right.
3: I know that's what it is, but I mean if that's what it is, then it's not gonna work. You don't want this two recruiting on the same thing.
0: Right. Because
3: it, it's just gonna be a bunch of bull crap. We already we just went through that. We don't want that again. Right. Did they say what
1: uh McClendon is Salary wise is getting bumped up to, or I know they did with Brown. I, I, can't, I don't think they ever said. Just the the titles are. are yeah. Isn't, isn't that odd? They're both getting co-offensive coordinators. I mean. Well, I mean.
3: You, you don't know, have, you have to do that.
1: make it to make it a a promotion sort of thing. Well, I can tell you this:
3: Brown had already said he was staying And full recruits that I know that for <laughs> a fact because he told Justin Crawford that. So I I can tell you that for a fact. I mean, I know that. I didn't hear that. I didn't read that. I know that from a horse's mouth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: That he told, you know, he was saying. So so Rick had to offer him a hefty, hefty raise on a title to be able to get him. But here's Mm -hmm. my thing. And I've been saying this, even, you can go back and look. I've been saying this before he left. So it's not just being about hurt or any anything like that. What exactly has Thomas Brown done? Right. I mean he's like- I mean he's well, I've been coaching for four years. Well, you teach Chattanooga, then Marshall, then Wisconsin, then Georgia.
0: Mm. So he's been a power
3: five coach for two years. Besides potential, I'm not saying he doesn't have the potential. But yes. he probably does. I mean I just you know, I mean I'm not in that area to know that. I mean I'm sure he does. He's getting hired by all these guys. But I mean, mm-hmm. what, what exactly has he done? Who is he re- why is he considered such an ace recruiter? Who was he recruited? I mean he got hired on well, Wisconsin and got to coach Melvin Gordon. He did have Antonio Williams committed there, so I mean I, I was guess he kind that. awesome
1: you know, didn't leave until he
3: left on I me. Mean, I guess you can kind of count that. Right. And then he lost B.J. Emmons here and gained Holyfield. Right. But wasn't Emmons kind
1: of
2: mutual sort of thing? Well, I mean... Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just saying, but if it comes down to it, and you're looking at it technically... So technically, it could have been somebody else that recruited Antonio Williams up there. You know, I mean, if right. you look at it technically, he lost me and had it at Holyfield. So, I mean, he's a wash right. here as far as recruiting. And then running backs, I mean, you're more of a motivator and a recruiter than really anything. Yeah. I mean, if Nick Chubb can run the ball. Nick Chubb can run the ball.
1: Right.
3: Well, I think I a mean, lot of it was people were just,
1: Good, glad to have him here. Being a former dog, feel like he could really. I mean, honestly, don't you think? Oh yeah, I'm
3: not talking about or, sentimental. I'm talking about purely coaching and recruiting. Yeah, just yeah. business wise. Throw out all the sentimental crap. I would love to have like our entire coaching staff full of former dogs. That'd be great. I'd love that. Right. But just strictly coaching. Throw all that sentimental crap out for a second. Yeah. That's why I wanted to keep being back more sentimental than anything. It's probably good for his career to get away, to be honest.
0: Hmm. I well, mean, think sentimental
3: stuff. I, you know, I like Thomas Brown, I think he's cool. I love the way he takes up for Rick and all that. I love of days with Rick. But I mean, what has he done to be considered such an such a big loss? Right. Besides think being a dog and having the potential to possibly be good.
2: I don't know how
1: old Chaney is, but what if what if you say say B mac goes up to South Carolina and the offense just kills it? I don't necessarily think he's going to be calling
3: plays, obviously
1: because Roper's there.
3: But no, it's
1: just all it is is
3: titles, so they can pay more. Roper's calling the plays, right? And it might but be it like, uh, in which my, I think most teams do this anyway, like Georgia, the coaches like. A lot like the coaches have always got together and kind of game plan together. Right. Well, I mean, it might be, it could end up being a thing with like the way Kirby and Sabin and Schumann did, where they game plan mm-hmm. together and then, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it could end up being something like that, but I
2: mean, Rooker is an offensive coordinator. Right. But it may be something, you know,
1: you could bring him back as a as an offensive coordinator here. I'd do it with either one of them. Like I said, in two or three years, bring the recruiting back, bring the, you know, an offensive coordinator role or more experience as an offensive coordinator back. Yeah. To, back oh, I'd do it with either one
3: of them. I'd do it with Bobo as a head coach once he <laughs> proves himself. I wouldn't yeah. have done it this year.
1: Right. <laughs> Well, Bowling Green just scored again, 51-yard pass. Um, So much for tough to throw in the rain. I guess it looks like it slowed down a little bit, though. Yeah, I think so. Is Mobile on the other side of the state from Columbus, or?
3: Um, Not halfway across. Yeah, Yeah, Mobile's closer to Mississippi.
2: Okay. Um,
3: It's on that... uh, like the bottom left of Alabama where it has that little, I guess, uh,
0: I don't know, the
3: land that sticks down in the Florida. It sticks out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's down there.
2: So, but yeah, I, I don't
1: know, dude. I mean, like I said, it's, I think it hurts to see the former dogs go, I think. But, I,
3: well, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. ones, that's fine. I hate it too. Right. Uh, strictly business-wise, Kirby Smart starting his staff off. He he doesn't have time to be sentimental, right? Okay, I, I think, think That's where Mark Rick is actually screwing up again.
1: He's bringing in all the same guys
3: that kind of got him in trouble. Exactly. I mean, he's being sentimental. They, I don't know if there's anybody in the country that thinks Thomas Brown should be making six hundred thousand to have a co-offensive coordinator title.
1: Right.
0: Recruiting and coordinator. I mean, say that's they do,
3: Then they're just being way too sentimental too.
0: Yeah, I can oh, see yeah, it's
3: like nothing against them because I love them being here, and I love. what I mean, what is he done,
1: right? I can see making him recruiting coordinator, maybe. Yeah, yeah something like that.
3: that. Well, I mean, okay, look at it, business loves. that's like I don't know, that's a big business. That's like Google taking somebody that just graduated high school and making them the CEO or the chief financial officer or whatever.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, it's like taking somebody right out of college and letting them skip everybody and making them like the chief financial officer. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. I, I mean, I don't get it. And, I mean, he's bringing that and bringing a fun into coach and trying to get Willie Martinez. That's I mean, the one that, if I'm a Miami fan, I'm like, whoa, hold
0: up. <laughs> if I'm
3: a Miami fan, I'm like, hold up on him. All of it so
0: far. <laughs> I'm like,
3: oh, they're about to understand something. I mean, and, and I'm not going to bash him just because he's gone. But you know, I mean, everybody loves the man to death. I'm glad he was here and what he did and all that. But yeah, you know, you'll always have your problems with all of them, including Kirby Smart. You right. know, it's not like Kirby Smart can do no wrong right now. Rick did everything wrong. I mean, he yeah, didn't no, not no. by did God, have like- not learned.
1: That's one thing I was saying earlier. That it's kind of time for for the dog nation to kind of start moving on. I said you could either make Miami your your secondary school, or I said, or you could even make them your primary school if you want, you know. But it's time to, you know, start
3: focusing on on Coach Smart and, and Georgia again, you know. Well, I don't think that's going to happen until he's actually here, here. Right. So I mean, I could understand that, but oh my God, dude, just. I mean, you know, you, you don't have to not talk about the man whatsoever and what they're doing down there.
2: But,
3: I mean, yeah. what is he doing? I mean, hiring a son? I mean, I'm not saying the son ain't good, but I'm just saying if he hires him, and then Brown, right. that 600,000 co-offensive coordinator,
2: and then yeah. trying to bring
3: Willie Martinez back?
1: Yeah, that that one was back kind of
3: baffling. I mean, the, I mean the coordinator. maybe... Maybe we'll I'm wait for the it's name fair. Van Hagel or something
1: and Tierschitsky something. <laughs> Are they going down there too? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, and, and another thing I mentioned earlier in the show, I was kind of letting the Dog Nation know, no matter how much they retweet it or like it and share it on Facebook, Hines Ward and Herschel Walker are not going to be a part of the Georgia coaching staff. Oh
3: my God! I <laughs> wish would have never said what he said. <laughs> Dear God!
1: Thought, oh. uh, he's expressed interest in in joining the coaching staff. Um, come on. I I I would love him to be come back as 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 a ambassador for the program, you know, or or be there for, for players to, or recruits to come meet and talk to them and everything? Absolutely. But do I want them as the day-to-day coaches and everything? I I, I really would be hesitant to...
3: I, number one, neither one of the two have ever coached. Right. I said they might have... Just team. because they were great yeah. players doesn't make them great coaches. We've seen plenty of that. Number two, if... That's why, I mean, I know he said it, and it would be interesting and all that
2: bull crap, but that would be like, I don't know. <laughs> that would be like
3: the one of the executives of a construction company saying that he would love to go back and be a foreman. I mean, right? come yeah. on. The man makes more than he would make here to sit behind a desk and talk about football.
1: And, and, and he's going to could...
3: give that up. To work 100 hours a week recruiting and coaching.
1: Yeah, 365 days a year. <laughs> Come
3: on, man.
1: Uh, I mean, be for real. I mean, the good thing, you know, on TV, he's never wrong. So, I mean,
3: Dear
0: be wrong
1: coach on the football field.
3: To be for real. Come on.
1: Yeah, but like I said, I would love to bring him aboard, as, a, like I said, as an as ambassador or have, have him in the recruiting
3: Yeah, that's office. great. Bring them in at dog night and let them talk to the kids. hmm
1: Come on. Yeah, pay them a chunk of change for, you know, speaking engagements and things like that. or that, that. Maybe they should change the gala, the senior gala, to to bring a lot of the former dogs back to speak and stuff like that. Maybe they should do that. Or do they do I, is that I, a part of it? big recruiting event anymore. I mean, we're not going to. I don't think you should make it the, the you know, benchmark for your recruiting season, but it would be I mean, a nice I don't work. mind
3: it being that way for, like, the early enrollees because it's kind of the last weekend before the dead period when they're going to enroll and everything. So, I mean, I think it's fine for them. Yeah. Because those are usually your most solid anyway, so you're not really – I mean, you know, they can't go anywhere after that before they, they're set to enroll and talk to coaches. So, I mean, those are going to be your more solid guys anyway. So, I mean, I mean, I'm fine with them, but, I mean, we don't need, like, guys like Willie Allen and all that taking their
2: main, main visit on freaking the gala. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably
1: a part of the...
3: Part I'm of not the sure fans. if I've yeah. ever gotten to thinking behind that.
1: I like I said, I understand having it, but I don't necessarily. No, listen.
3: I understand having it. I don't think I've never understood the thinking of making it big recruiting event.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what else you think going on? Any? Uh, oh, that kid's got a neck brace on
1: that we were talking about earlier for Georgia Southern. Oh yeah, he's walking that. He's walking and everything, so he's walking,
3: walking off with the look. neck break,
1: yeah,
3: I imagine just precaution. It didn't look like he went that hard into it.
1: No, no, I think it it kicked you know kicked it to the left a little bit, his head, but I don't think it I don't think it, it wasn't straight on, I don't think uh, so hopefully that's a good sign, but yeah, I don't think they would have him walking around if it was very, very serious,
3: well, speaking of Georgia Southern. I'm telling you right now, we put it on the board earlier. I put it on the board earlier. The interim head coach right now for Georgia Southern is Dale McGee. He would be the perfect running backs coach. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know if we could do any better for a running back's coach than hiring him. I mean he knows right. he knows Georgia's coaches. He coached a carver forever. He knows Georgia's coaches, he knows the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it'd be great to be able to get him. Hell,
1: he knows
2: everybody all over the state, doesn't For the most part. Not just, you know, just in one particular area. I mean, obviously stronger in the Columbus, Atlanta area. but Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. What do you think? About the,
1: uh, I'm just scored again. Uh, what do you think about the Beckham Jr. and uh, Josh Norman
2: brawl, fight, scrap, whatever you want Yeah. Yes, no, guess not. Um well, I have sent a message out with Derek Brown. Hopefully we will hear back from him in the next little bit. Um I'll let y'all know hopefully when he calls in. Um let's
1: see. Like I said, Georgia Southern just scored again it's now twenty to sixteen.
2: About halfway through the second quarter. What are you guys thinking on the New Year's Six playoff games? Michigan State, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma.
1: I don't know who to go with on those, man, to be completely honest. I mean, I'm pretty sure... One thing that was kind of odd to me was hearing some of the media talk about that Alabama and Michigan State game. Um, they were saying, and I forget who it was. I wish I don't know if it was. I don't think it was McShay. The, I'm pretty sure it was one of the ESPN guys when they said Michigan State's wide receivers are basically saying they were that much better than the Alabama secondary. And that, that would be the difference in the game that you know, the running games would kinda of balance each other out, but the the Michigan State passing game because their wide receivers are so much better than the Alabama secondary, which kind of kinda of took me back a little bit to be honest. I didn't I didn't necessarily when I think of Michigan State football, I don't think of explosive wide receivers. Um I mean Andre Risen Charles Rogers, maybe. Believe that was his name. He never really panned out much in the NFL. But, uh, I don't know that. That that's really surprising. I think Alabama wins that game. I think, and in fact, I think Alabama's receivers with Ridley, and they would ever use OJ Howard at tight end. I think they're much more dynamic than the Michigan State skill guys. I mean. I think Henry in their running game is is even better than Michigan State as well, but their their running game with Michigan State is strong, don't get me wrong. Um, But I think Alabama wins that one, you know, probably about 10 points, 14 points or so. I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, Still not necessarily sold, but Connor Cook's shoulder is 100% either. Uh, Oklahoma and Clemson. Dude, I don't say I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not sold on Clemson. I really am not. Um, I think they're very good. Don't get me wrong, but, but I'm not necessarily 100 percent sold on Oklahoma either. I think the winner of the Alabama, Michigan State, I think wins the national title.
2: Um,
1: I, I'll say Clemson just because they've they've found a way to win all year long but I really don't know that they are uh I really don't know that they're, they're that much better than Oklahoma. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it's gonna definitely, I think it'll be a high scoring game. Uh it may be lower scoring than people were thinking, but I think it'll be higher scoring than Alabama and Michigan State. Um, so
2: I'll
1: say Alabama and Clemson.
2: And I think I
1: think Alabama wins it. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a great thing for Georgia. I'm, I'm usually of the mindset of what's good for the other SEC schools is not necessarily the best thing for Georgia. But in this situation, I think it actually <laughs> I think it actually is is a good thing for Georgia. Obviously with Kirby being on staff at Alabama, bringing home another ring, you know the. Commentators will be showing him on the sidelines, mentioning him coming to Georgia. (laughs) Um, As long as Alabama plays up to their abilities on defense, you know it's going to show well for Georgia and uh, give the recruits, you know, give them an idea. They've, They've seen Alabama for ever since Saban's been there. What eight years now? Kobe's been been the coordinator, and the recruits the recruits are fired up. And if they get to see it a couple more games, I think it'll be a good thing for Georgia to Alabama to go ahead and and bring take home another title, bring it home to the SEC. I did find it interesting, by the way, the uh, ESPN article where Saban said he he really feels like Alabama is his last place he's going to coach. I thought that was kind of interesting because there's been a lot of rumors about NFL teams kind of coming to call him for, for Saban. Cleveland, I know, has been interested in talking to him. I know Indianapolis has been interested in talking to him. I think even on the Indy job, very well, that could be a place he, he might go to. Um, he's already got an offense in place, a great quarterback when he's healthy like I said, a strong offense, already in place. He can bring in his, the Saban-type defense and kind of complement that offense and, and make another run. That's been the only place he's never been successful over the long course of his career. He was abysmal in Miami. Not abysmal, I guess. He was just average in Miami, to be honest. But that's, you know, to save him, that's a you might as well be abysmal if you're average. Um, I think he may try giving it one more shot. He, he's at the point in his career where if he's going to do it, he's got to do it within the next year or two, I think. At what, 60,
2: was he 62, something like that? Um, you know, give it, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to do it soon, like I said. So, um, but it was
1: interesting, I found it interesting telling uh, was it, Chris Lowe with the SPN that he feels like this will be his last place he
2: coaches. Uh, of course, so that's, here it is, I'll, I'll read it a little bit. Uh, Chris Lowe asked him, uh, let's see, he
1: reiterated this week that he doesn't see himself coaching anywhere else before retiring. No, I really don't. I don't see it ever happening, and I know every year somebody has me going somewhere else. I think a lot of it isn't just about the coaching part. What people don't understand is they forget you're a person. They forget you have a wife and kids, two kids and a grandbaby, and they all live in Birmingham. They all work here. My wife goes to Birmingham five times a week. My mom lives in Birmingham now after moving from Myrtle
2: Beach. It's not just a job. A lot of people don't get that. My life is here. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. Um, but here's the thing, let me look it up on here. Was he not saying the same thing about Miami?
2: I'm not leaving Miami. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to coach Alabama, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I'm not saying any lies, but it's just the way coaches are. They don't –
1: they just don't – I mean, I don't know, man. You just never know what these coaches are going to do in the long run. I mean, to be completely honest. They're not going to come right out and say, yeah, I'll probably leave Miami. I could probably see myself going to the NFL. I didn't really live up to my expectations in Miami, so I want to give the NFL another shot. He could see his entire recruiting class leave. He would see his coaches leave. He would, Cochran would change his mind and come to Georgia instead of Alabama, staying at Alabama. Uh, just like we saw with, with Spurrier coming out and saying, oh, I could see myself coaching two more years. Two more years and I'll, I'll probably be on out of here. Well, guess what happened? Recruiting went in the friggin' tank. Coaches on the recruiting trail ate South Carolina alive with that comment. They would just they didn't have to because they didn't have to say anything. All they had to do was play spurriers on words, repeat spurriers on words to these recruits. And if they were considered South Carolina, they're gonna say, Oh, okay, well he's not gonna be there a couple more years anyway. Well guess what? He lived up to his word. And within what two years he was gone anyway on his own volition he left his team after in the middle of the season practically so I don't know man I think if like I said if if there's going to be a time I think this offseason especially if Alabama does win the national championship this year I really think he he truly considers it and I know it's going to look You know, ridiculous, you know, to the media if if he does do that. But, like I said, he's done it before. Um, You know, he did it when he was in Miami and and said he wasn't going to coach Alabama, was it? You know, I mean, so I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see and
2: uh, let it play out. Um, I wish... uh, By the way, let me repeat earlier. I've,
1: I've said it a couple times already, but uh, anybody wanting to go to the U.S. Army All-America game January the ninth, 1 o'clock kickoff, Eric Richards, the national recruiter for the U.S. Army All-America Bowl game, has given Field Street Forum listeners, members, exclusive deal to free lower-level tickets. And uh so if you're in that if you're gonna be in San Antonio area around the ninth or if you wanna make a trip over to San Antonio for that, hit him up on Twitter, let him know that you are a Field Street Forum listener and that you would like to take him up on the offer and you will be getting into the game for free. You can see the Georgia squad on the east. <laughs> I'll say it's the east. Uh, because uh, it's pretty much a lot of Georgia kids. Jacob Easton petitioned to play on the East because he's got so many friends on, the, on that side. Um, potential dogs also playing in that game. They're going to be, hopefully, Derek Brown. Hopefully, Brian Burns. Big Ben Cleveland's going to be playing. Let's see. Of course, Jacob Eason. I just mentioned him. Uh, Nicole Hardman, hopefully, will be playing for the Dogs. Mr. Uh, Jaleel Liggins Liggins, Liggins will be playing. Hopefully, he sticks around for Georgia. Isaac Nauta will be playing for the East. Julian Rochester will be playing for the East. Demetrius Robertson, hopefully, will be playing for the Dogs. He will be playing for the East. Possibly a Dog. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out. Nigel Warrior is scheduled to play on the East squad. And former Dog, Malik Young. Former Dog commit. How about that? Uh, Malik Young is also playing for the East squad. But that is fantastic for uh, any Field Street Forum listener. To hit up Eric Richards on Twitter at Eric Richards USA. That's Eric with a K. E R I K Richards USA. Hit him up. Let him know you're a Field Street Forum listener. Free tickets to the U.S. Army All America game. Jason Harry Dogg, are you there? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Man, you're Man. making me do this all over again, huh?
3: Man. <laughs>
1: I don't remember what I, I think I asked you something and I didn't get the answer. I'm like, oh sh! Nike. Making... <laughs>
0: um,
3: uh, how, how about breaking up a dog fight, brother? Oh Lord. Yeah. Turn the hose on. My uh, black lab doesn't like it when my when anybody messes with my blind dog.
4: Oh really?
3: Yeah, yeah. Blind dog's twelve. You know, diabetes, blind, 12, the whole nine yards. He's older. And then he's like 10, or 11 now. And so he's older too. So they've been together like all time, like all the 11 years we've had him. And so he's very uh, overprotective. <laughs> and he is a big boy. He's about 125 pounds and he's still solid muscle. Oh, uh-huh. anyway. Tear your rear end up. And he's he's as sweet as he could be. Doesn't ever mess with anybody, unless you mess with one of our two girl dogs. Right. If you mess with one of them, it's done. Gotcha. The kids in the neighborhood used to call him the boss dog. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, boss dog. So anyway, enough about my dogs. Um, yeah, the army game. Uh, Brian Burns is in it. Did you mention him?
1: Yeah, I just ran down the, uh, the... Yeah, good.
3: It looks like the uh, really the only one announcing is going to be Nada. Oh,
1: really?
3: I know what we're looking at like having a big one. If Burns does announce, I doubt it'll be for Georgia that early because Florida has yeah. all the momentum. So he could still announce. Right. But he, he may not because it changes so much, the guys that are going to announce and the guys that aren't and all that. You know. I mean, it could change days before.
1: Is Nicole going to be
3: signing day, or is he going to announce anything? McCole's going to be signing day. Because, I mean, at one time it looked like E.J. Price was, Nauta was, Burns was, and, like, one more. Mm-hmm. So it could have easily got all four. But now it looks right. like it's probably just going to be Notta. I think Burns is going to wait until he takes his visits to Right. So it'll probably end up just being Nauta as far is as Charger goes.
1: Is Price at the Army game, or is he somewhere else? Who? Is EJ Price at the Army game
3: or no? No, he'll probably wait too. No, I mean, he he like, all it? these coaching changes and stuff, that, that messes them all up because so they want to take wait to take visits when the coaching staffs in and all that, and you know. So, I mean, they probably have good intentions and fully intend on doing it, but then, you know, coaches change, some of their stuff changes, and all that, and it's just sometimes things yeah. just get. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying
1: I, I don't I don't see, I don't see EJ on the uh, roster there. Seeing the Under Armour game, maybe.
3: You know, I think he did switch to Under Armour, to be honest. Okay. But I think Whaley is uh, still planning on announcing at the Under Armour, as far as I know. Okay. And with that, more than likely, be Texas. But I mean, the, the coaching change could have messed his up too. I mean, for all we know, he's going to take a trip down to Miami. Right. I mean he could easily do that, especially with Brown down there now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully expect Waley doesn't not come to Georgia now. Right. Oh well. I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't I doubt he goes to Arkansas. I would think probably Texas and probably Texas right now and let's see if he does anything with Miami. Right. But then, yeah, as far as the Army game, it's probably just going to be Nauta. Right. I imagine, unless Burns, probably Nauta and a chance of Burns doing it then.
1: I wonder, uh, what about uh, the kid we just talked with last week, Justin Crawford?
2: He's going to take
3: visits in January. Oh, okay. I think the first one he has scheduled is Louisville. And I think George is trying to talk him in, and is getting the last visit. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, obviously that's that's always the best one to get. But. Yeah, yeah. And he does still have uh, classes that he has to pass this last semester. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so that's that's why I wouldn't be surprised. Because of I me, mean, you know, I mean, I trust him, and I think I think he'll do fine at all. You know, he's been working really, really hard and, and all that. But, I mean, you just you can't ever predict what's going to happen. So,
2: right, I wouldn't right. be
3: surprised to see us go for a couple of more just in case. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think he'll make it. I think he'll work his tail off and, you
0: know, yeah. take
3: the classes he needs to take. I mean, it sounds... Talking him. to him last week, sounded like he was really... Yeah, I mean, he's focused on it. And, I mean, I wouldn't... I'm not sitting here worried about it big time or anything like that, but... You know, you still got to be smart about it and Mm -hmm. Um, over-recruit. Mm-hmm. He's very, very, very focused and ready to go, and I really don't have any doubt that, you know, that he'll take care of all that he needs to take care of this last semester. But, I mean, you can't go by that, though.
1: Right. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
3: I I, I trust that. Everybody knows on Wednesday nights I do a podcast from usually 8 to 10, but I can't trust them to not screw with me during that time.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> By the way, I just have to uh,
1: repeat this. Jacob Eason, that would be J-A-C-U-B-E-A-S-U-N on Twitter. Not, not the Jacob Eason. Yeah, yeah, I got you. The the okay. parody account, All right? It says Bowling Green isn't playing bowling or wearing green. Tis makes no sense.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> whoever does those things, they're far more creative than I am. <laughs> and you have to read the spelling, obviously.
1: But uh, dude, that is that's hilarious. Um,
2: I um. Uh, what uh? I did see Marquez. Was there any? Know, I'm still wondering. I'm
1: kind of intrigued with Marquez Callaway, man. As far as what he's going to end up doing,
0: he's he the Army I All think, American game. I think
3: he's like Tennessee right now. But I mean, with the wide receivers we have left on the board, I wouldn't mind going after him. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I wouldn't mind going after him one bit. Even the DBs we have left on the board, both of them, I wouldn't mind going after Callaway one bit at all.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I mean, you add him to the mix with with Nicole and, and Robertson and... Oh, that's nasty,
3: dude. I mean, that's athletes all over the field, son. I think with the spots we have left now, with Anderson going and Malik Young going, with the, the spots we have now on the offense and defensive side, and I mean, I think I would go after him harder than anybody. Yeah, and it's I mean, like not like was, not like Robertson or Hartman or Warrior, but anybody no, no. else, and if we go after that. I mean, Callaway would be the first call I made.
1: And it seemed like there was a time where he was maybe even close to pulling the trigger with
3: Georgia, from what I was hearing. I think, I mean, honestly, when it all came down to it. I mean, I think he would prefer Georgia, but we just had not yeah. do it for it. So I mean, hell, let him play basketball too. See, that's the main thing—the whole basketball thing, man. It's like you got to decide, bro. Yeah, I'm telling. I'm telling you though, the even with the recruiting, it seems like I mean, with the hires he's Kirby's made, the recruiting that we're doing at certain positions. He's concentrating on the on the most important things, right? I mean, if you look at it, the two big hires and probably who's going to make more than the most out of all the assistants are Pittman and Rocker. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we have mm-hmm. a top-notch offensive line coach. We have a top-notch defensive line coach. Yeah. And so I mean, he's doing it the right way. I mean, it may not live it may not look sexy like, oh God, we're getting rid of our ace recruiters, Brown and B Mac and all that. But I'm like, I mean, I know there's a big name in the sexy hires and the sexy positions and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, right now, I don't care who's on or off the staff. We have freaking Tracy Rocker as the defensive line coach and Sam Pittman as the offensive line coach. That's all I care about right now. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: that would almost be must see TV just to watch the practices with those
3: two guys going at each other.
1: Name the team a team. Defensive line and, and rockers defensive line.
3: Oh yeah, name a team that has a better combination offensive line coach and defensive line coach.
1: Oh, I will say, going back and listening to the podcast from April,
0: <laughs>
1: it was kind of funny. We, you know, I'll be honest, we were pretty. Uh, we didn't. We weren't necessarily looking at everything through red and black glasses, but um, it's. Uh, it was. It was. We were. We were pretty legit because there was an article out about the that had, at that time, had Pruitt and and Schottenheimer as the, uh, I think the fifth best, offensive and defensive coordinator combination in the country, something
3: like that. Oh yeah. And uh,
1: and we were we were pretty. We were pretty honest about it. I thought. I mean, we said to obviously prove it, you know, because we'd seen it. But you know, we pretty much we thought what we were getting, you know, was was a good deal. But we weren't necessarily,
0: you know, we weren't like,
1: oh my god, we're going to win the national championship, kind of stuff. You know, I was I was kind of proud of us for not not totally buying into it. You going to get honesty from from Field Street Four, man. Come on. Well, uh, on. even
3: the people that did buy into it, they would have thought that. Oh, I don't even want to say what you I, I
1: don't. I just thought it was funny here going back and
0: looking to it. Cause
3: oh, yeah. I, I mean, who would have thought Shadow Hammer return into the biggest wuss in the world?
0: <coughs> <coughs> and who uh... would
3: have thought Grayson Lambert would be scared of his own shadow? I mean, dear God. Right, right, right. So the oh. people that did think that it was the best in the world, I mean, God, who would have thought True would be throwing football as a graduate assistant's heads and showing of the coaches' doorstep was drunk, cussing them out and almost getting body slammed by Thomas Brown. I mean, nobody
2: would have thought all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody
3: saw any of that coming. Um, I'll tell you this, a lot of that stuff that went on, a lot of people know about it by now. And there's rumors and all that. And I don't think there was actually, uh, big time physical altercation but I'm telling you right now Thomas Brown was about to beat the shit out of that man. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it Thomas Brown almost beat the shit out of him yeah really I don't know any other way to put it for if, if what I was told was right and, you know everybody always exaggerates stuff
0: right, right. They
3: flat I told me it didn't get like real physical or anything
0: but right? it didn't fit
3: fight in front of everybody like people want to think and you know I heard it was like wasn't any of that, but the exact words, and I'm sorry to say this again, was that man almost beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Was it <laughs> at the practice fields or somewhere else? I think so. As far as I know, some other yeah.
0: practice fields. All
1: right. Hey, Jason, hold on. I think we got our uh, guest calling in. Hold on one sec. All
0: right. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Field Street Form Radio, who do we have? Derek Brown. Derek, welcome aboard, man. Welcome to Field Street Forum Radio. This is uh, Drayton. I've been talking with you on Twitter. And then also got uh, Jason
3: joining us tonight. Glad you can make it, man. No problem. How, how's Derek you Brown, what's up with the number one player in the state of Georgia, baby? <laughs> uh, just went
4: out. My mom called me, and she said that if I wanted to iPhone 6, I needed her to get T-Mobile, so I had to make a quick errand. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about.
2: Talking
1: with Derek Brown, a defensive lineman from Lanier High. View for Georgia, six foot four, what, 3'15 now, Derek? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, tell us uh, Tell us a little bit what, what's going on with your recruiting right now? How what what's your kind of top group right now?
4: Uh, my
3: top five schools are Georgia, Auburn,
4: Alabama, Mississippi State, and Tennessee.
3: Okay. Any? And hey, you've you've already done your Mississippi State and Alabama officials, right?
0: Yeah.
3: And then you got Georgia, Tennessee, and Auburn left. Yes, sir. And then it's going to be Georgia, Auburn, and Tennessee in that order, right?
4: Leading up mm-hmm. the of uh no, uh, Auburn, Georgia, then Tennessee to
3: close. I got out. you. I got you. I swear, I got you good. All right.
1: So tell me this: we're, I mean, obviously, you know, we're a, a Georgia, kind of a Georgia-focused show and, and message board and everything. Uh, what are your thoughts on on what Georgia's done with the coaching hire of uh, Kirby Smart?
4: Uh, I mean, it was kind of expected after I started in speculations. I thought it would definitely be him. Um I thought the staff would be a little bit different, but I mean, because, I mean a couple of the coaches that've been recruiting me this whole time, I mean they kinda they out now, so mhm. But I mean then obtaining Coach Rocker, that's still good for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was my next question. Is is how does Coach Rocker kind of kind of affect Georgia's standing? Is that, that definitely a, a boost for Georgia?
4: I mean they stay the same with me because of that because I mean Coach Rocker definitely is my recruiter, but at the same time, i got to build a relationship with Kirby and i got to talk to him and talk to Coach Smart and see, and see how things go from there.
0: Gotcha,
4: gotcha. Um,
1: is is any school, I mean, obviously being the top player in the state of Georgia, you, you've got everybody coming at you hard, but is there anybody that you feel like working harder than another?
4: I mean, I stay in contact with coaches like all the time. So I mean these top schools, I mean, my top five schools, they definitely in the mix. I mean, they all we always call and talk to them. We get my parents on the phone, we talk Right, right.
1: What what are you looking for in, in your when you ultimate make your ultimate decision?
4: what are you looking for in a in a program? I mean I gotta have some place that feels like home, because, I mean you don't want to go somewhere for four years because there, the football may not be the same but you're gonna have to put in the same work in the classroom and get the education that you want out of it. You can't just say you're gonna do it. It's gonna take time, and you have to apply yourself to do that. And you to, and that's a draws them anywhere you go. You 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 just have to you have to find some place that feels like home mm-hmm. to you. No doubt. Let me um, ask
3: you this, Derek. So uh, so a lot of us guys we're always trying to act like we know everything, and we say, you know, these guys got to recruit to the school and not the coaches. You know, I think I really think that's part true. But don't you also commit to the coaches too? I mean, those are the guys you're spending the most time with.
4: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you I mean you definitely want to structure your staff because I mean that's who your that's who your parents are trusting you to go to. That's who the people that the, your parents are trusting to look over you while you're there. And I mean, but you have to also commit to the school because if you down in the middle of somewhere you don't like and you just there for a coach if that coach leaves, then you kind of stuck there in that situation.
3: Yeah, so so it was kind of both. You know, I mean, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, you got to commit to the school and not the coach. But I've never been recruited before. And, I mean, it's easy to say. But, man, you spend so much time with those coaches,
2: you kind of got to commit to them too. All right, they, yeah. they, you, you got to tell us about this, man. The uh, – I think it was in the playoffs. The
3: uh, the touchdown catcher tight <laughs>
0: end. All that
4: I know is, I mean, I was running out. I looked back, quarterback see me. We just looked at each other high. I mean, he just threw it up, and I tried to go up. Made the best play I can possibly make,
0: and I came down <laughs> with it. You think
4: uh, you can talk to your next coach at the college level? Maybe
1: let you do a little JJ Watt action. Get a, get a little red zone action down in the as, as a tight end.
4: We'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs>
1: now, it seems like a lot of these kids in the state of Georgia this year, you know, in this 2016 class are, are, have really kind of become tight. Is there is there some kids that you've really
4: gotten to become good friends with?
1: You know, oh, yeah. I mean, the whole
4: recruiting circuit? I mean, yeah, definitely do the camp circuit. I mean, you got the defensive tackles, uh, Antoine, Julian, Tyler. Mikel, all of us, we talk when we see each other. And then you got like the, the other skill guys, like Miko, Hardman, all of them. You talk, we all talk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Y'all talk about going to the same school. Us, we talk about that maybe for a little while, but most of them we talk, we just having fun. All right.
3: All right. Who's 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 the funniest? Who's the funniest one out there, there? Is it Miko
2: yeah,
4: I had to say Miko because he made me laugh about every time, everything. Everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me this: How about
4: when you play on the on
1: Friday nights? Was there anybody in particular that really kind of brought out the best in you on on
2: Friday nights that you had to go up against? Uh, um, there was a uh, we played a we played a. An uh, uh, 0-9 team,
4: and we were last loss. We played them for senior night. Uh-huh. They had a. Uh, I only got to play the first few quarters, and they had uh, they had a center, and I don't know if his job was like every single play after the play, he came and just he just came and knocked me in the back for like the first three plays. But like after that, that was cool. it was a wrap. <laughs> 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 what
3: about the uh, what about the uh, like the all star games and stuff like that? Who were some of the some of the big dogs that was hard to get through there. Uh, I mean, something like the
4: rising seniors game, or like yeah, something? yeah, like
3: rising seniors or any of them that you went to.
4: Um, I don't remember his name, but I know he went to Macon County. I mean, I remember one time, like I stood straight up. A dude hit me in my chest with them fists.
2: Uh.
4: Yeah he he stood me up. <laughs> what about
1: uh now? Do you have any before you like pregame or anything like that? Do you have any superstitions or rituals you like to that you like to have? Or
4: uh, I, mean, I just kind of sit by myself and I just kind of got a game plan and think about what we got to do
0: tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: What
1: about on the field? Do you, do you like to talk a little bit out there? or Do you just kind of let your play do your talking for you?
4: I mean, we can do a little talking in there.
1: <laughs> oh, kind of, kind of keeps it keeps it a little more interesting for you. Oh okay. yeah. Now, what about away from the from
4: from sports? What do you what do you kind of like to do? Oh I was mean, tired of playing football. I'm a hooper. Yeah. I love playing basketball. That's right. That's right. You heck of a ball player. Do you uh? Do you feel like
1: you can use some of your stuff that you do on basketball on the football field as well?
4: I mean, definitely basketball. For a big guy being like 300 pounds, of basketball keeps you in shape, number one. Also, I mean, the agility work that you get in basketball, you can't get that really anywhere else because you're always going to move and you got to change directions so quick that it makes basically once you run through the world, once you get stronger and faster in football, once you clear that initial first zone of the line. You get in the backfield then you got people dancing around and you're kind of just aware of that. So, I mean, I feel like my my agility is good when it comes to that.
0: Yeah.
1: Does kind of help your, your quickness off the snap, too?
0: Yeah.
2: Like
4: being able to uh, fight too? I think the quickness off the snap, I mean, I do in the summertime, do a lot of watch the ball type stuff. You kind of watch and see. Mm-hmm. You got to study it on film. Gotcha.
1: Tell me this, uh, Derek. Who who are your like your top three role models in in your life?
4: I mean, definitely my dad and my grandfather. I mean, it was mm-hmm. without those two, I mean, I wouldn't know or be able to do half of the things that I've been able to do. And I mean, my mom comes in that place too. Right. But those people definitely set an example for me that. I mean, my dad always told me being mediocre is not acceptable in this house. So, I mean, he's just giving me he's given me the opportunity and everything to go out there and do my best in everything I do. So, I mean
0: mm-hmm. trying to
4: take the full advantage of it. I mean, I was always my dad's a very strict guy, so it was always either we're going to the military or we're gonna go uh or we're gonna play college football. And luckily I got the second option. <laughs> <laughs> How did your dad play football as well, or? No, my dad. My dad was. My dad was in the army, and then my dad's a okay. cop now. Oh, okay.
3: And does does that have a lot to do with you playing, picking the army game to play in?
4: Yeah, that meant a lot to me. Like, like also playing for the soldiers and stuff. Like when I kind of when I, I kind of just heard the background about everything, then. I I feel like really I feel like it'd be the, in my honor to play for them.
1: Oh
3: yeah, absolutely, dude.
4: That's awesome.
3: So uh, when you got, when you go out, you have a uh, you have know, a younger brother plays for right? Is right? The ninth or tenth grade. Ninth grade. They they try to recruit him too already.
4: Uh, I mean, they
3: talk to him here and
4: there, but I mean, he's about to get his time. I'm gone now, so, I mean, back up in there, will be number 34, I'll be in the stands on the Friday nights that I can be sitting there watching.
3: Oh, yeah. And uh, y'all have a, uh, any of 2017, like, I think defensive end, maybe? that That his yeah. recruitment's starting to blow up a little bit? Yeah. Talk, uh, who was is, who is that
2: in the
1: 17 class, Derek?
4: Well, wow, there's a couple of them like Michael Allen. That's the defensive end. And then you got Tyler Taylor, the linebacker. He's offered by Kentucky. Jawan Jones has got the Wisconsin offer. I mean, like when we got we had guys coming back. We got well on the team that's going back next year. They're gonna have people that's come back. Oh, most of them a hundred plus tackles. So, wow. I mean, that was all good. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't
2: y'all have a bunch of shutouts this year?
4: Yeah, I think we pitch four or five.
2: That's what I thought.
4: We're
1: talking with uh, Derek Brown, five-star defensive tackle from Lanier High School. Uh, when are you going to be making your uh, your your choice on on signing day, or do you have a date in mind, or what?
4: Yeah, on National Signing Day because my last visit to Tennessee, my last ov at Tennessee is the week before the weekend before the Wednesday I signed.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. Have they have they tried you to do it on TV, or are you just gonna tweet it out,
4: or? Uh, I mean, I got some things in the mix right now. I just gonna, just wait and see.
1: I think uh, Elijah Holyfield has a couple of bulldogs you might can borrow if you want to use them. That'd, that'd, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. i
3: am say, don't tell him that. I could go for, uh, I could go for Mississippi State too now. Uh, I know, I know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, now, <laughs> you, I, and now like, both of your, your parents went
4: to Mississippi State, right? Yes, sir. Both of my parents did go. They
2: graduated from State.
3: Yeah, that's what that's
4: what I thought. How did your visit go over to Mississippi State? Well, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I can't lie. I really enjoyed myself down there. I had a coming home type feeling. It felt really good to mm-hmm. just sit there and watch a game, hear the cowbells, experience the mm-hmm.
3: atmosphere. I hear you. Let me let me ask you this. You don't have to say specifically which one it was. Has there been any visits that you went on where you were just like, man, this doesn't suck? Just suck. Yeah. That it was just like, man, this wasn't any good. It was horrible. I didn't have a good time.
4: Yeah. Uh, I took a visit my sophomore year. Went into my junior year. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like the visit was all so hot,
3: but, I mean.
4: I'm not going to download no school like that, so, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, you, know,
3: you don't have mm-hmm. to say specifically. I was just, you know, we, we we always talk about, you know, I don't think any kid's ever going to come out and say, that visit just wasn't any good. But I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some that are that are just like, eh.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt. What, do you, obviously, you got plenty of time to, to,
4: to make the choice, but do
1: you have, like, a major in mind that you want to go after?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna major I am going to major in business marketing.
1: Okay. All right.
3: Good deal, good deal. Good to have a plan. You got all these uh, you got all these schools pitching their business program to you and showing you to the professors and getting them to talk to you and everything.
0: Mhm.
4: And I'm
3: sure that's the most important part to mom and dad, right?
4: Oh yeah, I mean definitely also to me because I mean I feel like I, mean, I can play football, but, I mean, at any day this is this a game that I love could end for me. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, i got to have a backup plan.
0: hmm Tell me this. Is,
1: what's been the – has there been anything that's been – that surprised you about the recruiting process or anything like that that you
4: was just maybe you didn't expect? Uh, I mean, how quick it took off for me. I mean, sitting here as a kid, I mean – I talked to my dad. We always talked about what if so and so offered me, I mean, my freshman year. And I'm sitting here in my freshman year. And I'm thinking, like, I like, I probably won't get my first offer until my senior year. But I mean, sitting here now, just with some high, high recognition right now, and I mean, some very great offers, and I picked and had the option to choose where I want to go to school. I mean, I'm very blessed. Yeah. No doubt. That's a, that's a great perspective to have. Do they- Hold on one.
3: What- did,
4: did they blow your phone up pretty bad? My phone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes here and there you can get a you can get a few calls throughout the day, but I mean, mostly, I mean, nobody other than my top five schools try to get in contact with me.
1: Gotcha.
4: Tell me this. Do you what's your what's your favorite favorite movie? Favorite movie has to be. Um,
2: Shoot, uh, all stripes—the old military movie.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, Bill Murray, man.
4: That's yeah. what I'm
3: talking about. I'm talking about the one with old school <laughs> on
1: it. Exactly. Now tell me this: what I know you now? Do you watch much football? Because I know we we've been on, you know, we've done the show like I said for over a couple of years now, and, and a lot of recruits come on and. and I'm kind of surprised at much, how much they just don't watch football. They they love playing, obviously, but they don't really watch a whole lot of football. Are you one that sit down and just watch a game?
4: Yeah, I, well, I mean, like probably half of the game. I can sit down. I don't watch, but I don't know. I do a lot of talking and moving, so I mm-hmm. mean, I kind of watch here and there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, I mean, unless it's a game like that's highly anticipated, then you know I'm, I'm gonna try to be fully focused. Right, right. Tell me this: what what
1: did you think about the uh, the Odell Beckham and and Josh Norman
4: situation from from Sunday? I mean, Sunday got suspended, but I was very entertained watching that. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt,
1: no doubt. Uh, all right, who who do you have in the uh, in the playoffs
4: coming up? Who who your picks? Uh, I'm going to take Bama versus Clemson. All right. And now I have I think, Bama come out on top. Right.
1: Yeah, I just I just went over to I think the same think the same thing. I think they're going to be good games though. I think the Oklahoma Clemson game will be maybe a little more entertaining. I, I'm not and not not to disrespect Michigan State. I just I just think Alabama's probably the most complete team of the four right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Michigan State, I mean, they do what they do in the Big Ten, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, then, I mean, I think Alabama's size. Alabama towers over the teams in the SEC, and they are in the SEC already has that big size advantage. And those Alabama players tower over them. So, you're looking at maybe a, a double unfair possible, uh, scenario for Michigan State. Right.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to hear some of the media people saying that they expected Michigan State to, to beat Alabama with their receivers, and, and I was kind of surprised by that because when I think of Michigan State, I don't think of explosive wideouts or anything like that. So, and 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 to me, Alabama's secondary is—I is, mean, it's not the strongest part of their defense, but
4: it's—it definitely got some heart All- right
1: leaks back there.
0: Yeah.
1: So I I think Alabama and like you said, I think the Clemson Oklahoma game will be will be really close and, and an entertaining game for sure. Um but I think Clemson will take it and uh go ahead and, and set up that Clemson, Alabama game for the for the championship. Uh, any other bowl games you're gonna be keeping an eye on? Uh, I mean I'm gonna watch all the bowl games. I don't
4: watch most yeah. of them so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it's been pretty entertaining uh, bowl season so far. Um, how would you uh, if you were if you were speaking to any of the any of the coaches out there, what can they expect
4: to get in, in in a player like Derek Brown? I mean, I feel like I'm not a whole player yet, so I mean, I'm willing to come in and work, and I mean, I want to play early, so I'm determined mm-hmm. to get to the point where I will be able to. And, to sit down and learn and focus in and just do what it takes, but also at the same time, I mean, I'm the dude that I feel like, I'm a person who likes to have fun, so like I'm not going to just be a stick in the mud walking around.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: and
1: as as you as you grow in the program, you feel like you're, you've got, you
4: know, the leadership abilities and everything as well that you can bring to a program? Oh, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I can do that because, I mean, somebody that wants to come in and play early, I mean, you feel like you gotta already have that leadership quality coming in because if you don't, then, I mean, if you don't have good examples from the people that are already older than you, then, I mean, you kind of lacking behind already. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great, great perspective, man. Um, Well, man, I, I appreciate, I know we're running a little bit over right now, so I wanted to, but I definitely wanted to have you on as long as we could. Um, Thanks so much for taking time out during the holiday season and giving us a call. And you uh, Yeah, you and your family, have a, have a merry Christmas. And uh, what's your uh, what's your Twitter? So anybody that
4: listens can hopefully give you give you some get you some more followers. Uh, I mean, you can follow me at Derek Brown ninety. Just keep it basic. <laughs> there, there you go, there you go.
1: All right, Derek, man, appreciate you calling in. And uh, anytime you want to come on, just let me know, and we will get you on as soon as we can. All
4: okay. right. All right. Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas. No problem. Merry Christmas to everybody out there, too. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem.
2: That would be one Derek Brown, five-star defensive tackle.
1: And if you haven't seen his film, man, just go check out the film. He is a phenomenal football player, no doubt about it. Jason, what you think? You think he can think he's gonna be playing day one at Division One football?
2: <laughs> Jason dip again. Uh, well I'll tell you what.
1: If he has had did that to go maybe his dogs are fighting again. I don't I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for this evening. Uh, appreciate everybody listening in. Appreciate everybody this will be the last show of this year, uh Leave, yeah. I don't. Yeah, no. We may have one more next next week. I don't know. We'll we'll have to find out. Play it by ear and see. Um, but man, this has been an awesome year. Appreciate all the awesome dog fans out there, Field Street Forum fans, listening to us. Um, you guys have been fantastic. We've had so many awesome callers this year. Some great guests joining us. Obviously, Derek Brown. Guys like that calling in Nicole Hartman this year, DJ Dallas this year, uh Demetrius Robertson, tons of kids, man. It's just been fantastic and, and really helped make this show what it is. I mean, it's it's not about me, obviously, or Jason or Mike Bro any of us that, that are regulars on the show. Uh it's about these kids getting them out there, getting letting letting the people hear what they have to say, not just in a you know a few you know, 30-second or, or one-minute soundbite or anything like that. Let them, let them get on there and kind of, you know, kind of show their personality a little bit and, and let everybody kind of get to know them. That, that's that's my favorite part of this whole show. And that's why, you know, I love doing it. Uh, but I'm going to wrap it up this evening. Big thanks to Derek Brown joining us at Brown 90 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Let him know you heard him on the show. Give at Eric Richards... Eric with a K, Eric Richards, a follow on Twitter, the U.S. Army All-America recruiter. Let him know you are a Field Street Forum listener, and he will hook you up with the tickets to the U.S. Army All-America game on January the 9th. That is a fantastic situation, folks. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, If you're in the San Antonio area, you've got tickets to the game, if you so choose. Uh, Just give him a follow. Let him know. You heard us on Field Street Forum radio. Um I want to wish everybody in the Dog Nation, all of our families and friends, wish everybody a, a very Merry Christmas. You know, remember what this season is all about. Um uh, you know, it's not about the material things, it's about, about Jesus and his birth and his what he means to it, everybody. Um but enjoy enjoy your Christmas holiday. And enjoy the weekend. Spend it with your family and friends, and, and fellowship with all of them. And uh, with that said,
2: until next show, go dogs! See you.